0: You can't replicate the the feeling of what we had last week. What the guys at Red Bull and Mercedes have felt for the last 10 years must be unbelievable. Did
1: everyone know that we've got a quick car? I'm uh, Mikey Brown, Sebastian
0: Vettel's number one mechanic. He has got on well. He got on on well with everyone, not just me. Um, And he texted me on Sunday after the race and was so happy for us. To roll in on year three to pick up a podium, which, in my opinion, wasn't luck. It was, it was a, a solid podium. Yeah, you know, we, sure. were, we were chasing, hunting down Merc, chasing, hunting down Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Leclerc dropped out, but that's not luck. That's just yeah, bound to happen so, with Ferrari. Happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a spanner to hold nuts I'm holding my fingers, so I can't tighten <laughs> it up properly.
1: As might, as leave a our sit
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pit Stop, the greatest podcast in the universe. Um, we have our second guest of the season on today, and it couldn't be better timing, to be honest with you.
1: The timing of this one couldn't be better after last weekend. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mikey Brown from Aston Martin, working with Fernando Alonso. <laughs> guys, how was what it? timing?
0: What's going on, man? Mental, how are you? Mental. What? What rollercoaster that was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So timing couldn't be better, could it? But um, yeah, thanks for having me on here. It's mega. Well, you've come straight from a podium in Bahrain to East London, where it's <laughs> actually sleeting outside right yeah, now. Freezing. Yeah, freezing. You turned up covered in rain. Yeah. Coming over the other side of London was, um, was a mission and freezing, yeah. So yeah. different to the desert last year.
1: Was it hot in Bahrain this weekend?
0: Um, yeah, it was I sort do of, I think it was 28 to 30s, but yeah, it was pretty it was warm enough.
1: I can't believe the timing of this, genuinely, because we were speaking before the weekend yeah, yeah. and then we've watched the first race of the season and there's been all this hype about Aston Martin, which we definitely want to talk about, but straight off the bat, how was this weekend for you? Yeah, it was insane. I think rolling off the
0: testing as well, because it's a tough week, isn't it? No one can... There was a bit of hype about the car and, you know, you you can never read too much into the press, but um, rolling into testing, it was, you know, there's positive vibes coming off the shakedown and things like that, but... um, you know we couldn't have expected to get a podium in the first race you know you didn't but think no i think you know you go in you go in sort of thinking you know we need to push on from last year which was seventh wasn't it mm. and push on try and get fourth or fifth or you know just try and get ahead of that midfield and try and push on the top three but rolling into the first race and then picking up a podium but having the pace from from friday yeah you know you know first and second in fp1 and two and then rolling into fp3 and then qualifying the red bulls obviously found something and yeah and had a bit of a jump but yeah rolling into the race we knew we had good race pace and and to be fair engineers and strategists and played it calm played it cool and and came out with the podium and obviously alonso had an absolute blinder so yeah well you have got like one of the best drivers in the world in your team which is amazing to have to have a brand new car that's performing like that and have someone like him in the car at the same time yeah yeah i mean it it just it just gelled mm. you know he said it on the radio didn't he that it was it felt like one of the best cars they've driven for ten years. and when like, you're in the garage and you hear that, that must be great for the team. It's great for the team. It's great for everyone back at the factory. You know, everyone pushes so hard over the winter, especially coming off last year's car, which was, you know, a little <laughs> bit of a struggle, and we found a bit of pace towards the end of the last year. But for everyone back at the factory to hear those comments on the radio is, is just a massive pickup, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, for so sure. So someone that's got that amount of time, yeah, for sure, that amount of experience, whether it's in WEC or Dakar or whatever. Hmm. Um, to hop in your car and think it's one of the best he's driven is a nice feeling for for everyone.
1: Did you realise? Because we watched testing. Did you realise in testing, like, did everyone know that we've got a quick car? Cause, like, you must have known before the race weekend. You get, you just get a feeling,
0: don't you? You get, a, you just the cars. It looked balanced. It looked, it looked, it looks good. I'm yeah. always a believer. If a car looks good, it's usually, it's generally fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. You just. The, the times don't lie, do they? No, but you never quite know what other people are doing if they're well, sandbagging. Well, that's why I say yeah. we don't
1: really understand sandbagging that much. I get you can put ballast in certain places of the car and figure it out, but that's why I wanted to get an explanation, not well, of necessarily how you did it if you did. No, but no, like, no, There was what cars, cars would point do. Of view, you
0: know, there wasn't. I don't think we went in there for anything to hide. We just went in to just learn the car and try and get the baseline correct and and do as much learning as we could before we went into Bahrain. But you know, I think other teams. You know, what fuel load they're running. You don't know if they're they're pushing on their setups. You just don't know what they're testing. So, you know, you just have to get through those test days, make it reliable and gather all that information and then go into Bahrain as
1: prepared as you can be.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's and the it was same. and it was good. <laughs> Do you feel like um this year is completely different to last year? Because how many years you've been at Aston Martin? This your second year there or third? No, so I've been at technically what was Force India. So oh yeah yeah this is yeah, my yeah, seventh season. And you started at Force India. Yeah
0: yeah yeah. So I went through the whole racing point side of it, and then um now we're Aston Martin for the last three years. So we should take it third, right year. back. We should yeah, take I was going right so to say. Let's not dive into to this too much let's go all the way back I want to know yeah I want to know your history I want to know when you started in F1 yeah and even how you got to that point because I know that there's a lot of mechanics that or like aspiring mechanics that listen to our pod who want to know how to get into F1 yeah Callum touched on it a little bit but like what was your route into into F1 um I think mine was the like I didn't really do the whole college thing so I had that feeling of that I wanted to get to Formula One but back back then you know I'm talking like probably 20 years ago Mm. Um finished school at 16 and then it's like I'll eventually get to Formula One if I if if, if it all aligns. Um but it's untouchable. Like when I was that yeah. age, it was untouchable because yeah. F one then was just so so untouchable, it was ridiculous. So it probably even more so then because it, I suppose it wasn't as much in the Yeah, it wasn't, it as wasn't it is on now. the social side. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, there wasn't as much as much spotlight like you say. But yeah, I went and worked for a for a little team called Barwell Motorsport who well, I'll say little team are a big team now. Um gt cars and touring cars back back then mm-hmm. um funnily enough actually we used to run aston martins um and i was in there like doing the as a 16 year old would you know do it three days a week wash the wheels sweep the floor do all those all those bits yeah, that, yeah. that motorsport you need to do in motorsport um and learned the trade and then went to you know went on the car a little bit then did a little bit more number two mechanic stuff and then eventually got into number one in 2000 and 2008 i think we did America. Uh, Miracle Le Mans series again with Aston Martin and what's the big uh, swap
1: there when you became number one for the first time going from a number two to a number one like what would be the change in your job you're
0: just in charge of the car so you just, you, you just have a full overview of what you're doing on the car so you, you, you have some your lads underneath you that are front and rear and you know front suspension rear suspension um, works slightly different on GT cars than it does to Formula 1 cars um, but fundamentally it's the same mm-hmm. it's the same sketch you're still trying to get a car together and mm. you're just in charge of it before yeah, it leaves, yeah. leaves the garage to go on the circuit. But yeah, it was hard graft. The first 10 years of doing what I did was hard graft and, you know, lower formulas and trying to build your way up, build your way up. And um, eventually you get to a point where I'd done sort of a lot of endurance races, like 24-hour races, like Le Mans and... um spar 24 hours and all that sort of stuff. How does that work? How does a 24-hour race work from a mechanic's side? Because I know that the drivers will constantly change, right? You have yeah, yeah. three or four different drivers yeah, yeah. for a 24-hour race. Yeah. What about you? Are you, no, are you just, we're, awake we're, just, just awake for fucking 24 yeah. hours straight? Blimey. Yeah, Le Mans is Le like 39 hours up. Wow. Like, are yeah. you being serious? Probably a little bit more, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so say at Le Mans, you've you got 9 o'clock warm-up on the Saturday. The race starts at 3 o'clock on the Saturday and it finishes at 3 o'clock on the Sunday. Blimey. And then you've got to pack up, so... It's a, it's, a long, it's a long time. Wow. And then you've got, if you have a smooth race, you know, tyres and fuel, um, with a quick brake change in between, it's a pit stop every hour. So you get a little cat wow. nap and end up do another pit stop. And it's not like Formula One where you have three people on each corner. Mm. There's only one person on the gun, one person putting the wheels on. So, so you're running around the fucking... So you're running around it. Oh so my it's, it's, it's Yes, yeah, full on. But, um, it's all good experience. So f- from that side, you know, coming from a championship like that, you learn so much. Yeah. So when you come to F1, there's so many more people, there's more infrastructure. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't leave F1 now, I think. It's, uh, really? Yeah, it's enjoyable. If you, you, can't, you can't replicate the, the feeling of what we had last week. No. Like, if you can get that, what the guys at Red Bull and Mercedes have felt for the last 10 years <clears throat> must be unbelievable. Have you felt that in your career up until this point? Have you had that feeling that you had last weekend before? Yeah, so 2020, when we won... The first race for Racing Point with Checo, yeah. When he when we had that win round um, Sakir, uh, just an incredible feeling, you know, for everyone at the factory, for everyone at the track. Mm. All that hard work finally gets rewarded by by a win, you know. It's, a, it's an insane feeling. And a little bonus, maybe, as well. <laughs> oh, no. So surely, surely. No. Well, yeah, sort of, but not, not, not what you guys would probably think.
1: <laughs> how, how do you make the move from, like, GT to F1, though? Did someone help you out? Did someone go, we got a job here? Or do you apply for it like you'd apply for a normal yeah, job? So,
0: yeah, so I sort of sat in, my, in, in the, the workshop in my old place, and I was like, right, I need a change. Yeah. And I knew a couple of people... Um, funnily enough, who's my chief mech now? Actually, he was at Force India at the time. I texted him saying, "You know, is there anything coming up? Let me know." Yeah, fine, and uh got a reply back saying, "There's potentially a front end mechanic job coming up. Send your CV in." And uh did. And you know, I was twenty nine at the time, and I felt like I was. Am I too experienced to go back on the front end, having what I've, what I've done? Or I don't know. But it's the only in to to F one because yeah. it's like, how else are you going to get in there? Yeah. Um, yeah went for the interview, happy days, got the job. Um and it was just a massive eye opener. You know, I'd never even looked at a single seater in my life. It was all GT cars. Yeah. Run the odd L M P car and stuff, but mm. it's all nuts and bolts, as people keep telling me. Um <laughs> and yeah, four or five months of Checo, so straight onto a decent car. Straight into Checo's car, straight yeah. Straight onto a decent so strapping massive. him in and stuff, which was like it's a bit of a whirlwind, isn't it? You yeah. Know, you're at a Grand Prix, which is something you'd never been. Mm. been well, these to. guys are, I guess, sort of like celebs. I mean, I don't know much about, you say GT4. Yeah. I don't know how much the drivers are, how big they are as personalities. Um, um, say, are yeah, they, they still relatively big? But are they... they don't get the exposure that that's yeah, what yeah, Formula yeah. 1 get. You know, when I met Checker, I was, you know, it's like a bit starstruck because it's yeah, well, yeah, been watching for the last 10 yeah, years. Yeah, you've been like an F1 fan your whole life. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. And, you know, moving on to Sebastian, I was a, I didn't really like him at the start when I, was, when I was watching him when I was younger. Really? Because I wasn't really a Red Bull fan. Yeah, yeah. But having worked with him, I was a start, you know, to meet the guy to start with, it was like four-time world champions. I yeah. Remember, but, mm. And to have him in the car the next was, was incredible. And what a guy, you know, someone to learn off. And as a human being, he was just an absolute legend so yeah i was gonna say beyond the beyond the four-time world champion i yeah. think he's i mean I, we don't know him but no, I bet he, he's a bit he, of a dude Yeah oh, just an absolute legend just what you see is what you get with him and mm. did his talking on the track and yeah so um so yeah no i think when i got the job on on front end of czechos it was well, i'm here now i need to push i need to push yeah what can happen and when i was, you know like i said earlier like things have to align don't they and then my number one at the time. Decided to, to leave or decided to just take a step back and, and work at the factory. Um, and a job came up and that was something that I went for so, mm. and got it. So five months into my Formula One career, I was Number one. then waving them out of the garage. So you—that yeah, it's I
1: was going to say, yeah, that, that is, that and, is yeah. your job, isn't it? When the guy that goes back yeah. and does that. Yeah, Have you ever done it and the cars crashed into one? Well, I haven't crashed into anyone yet, but we've had a few... Penalties. Because I have to admit, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have to admit, from a viewer's point of view, I don't know how that person fucks out. Well, because like genuinely, surely you look out, you see there's no car coming, in you but like But sometimes it's the
0: cars are coming towards you, aren't they? You've yeah, got they to judge you and you can't always
1: True. Yeah. yeah, and then and they fly out the garage quite quick, and yeah, you can't that's necessarily the thing, like, see. The garage next
0: door to you is only five or six meters away. True. So when he when he gets off the line at silly speeds, he's suddenly on your feet. <laughs> So, and also if the drivers, you know, sometimes don't select first quick enough or yeah. don't dump the clutch Shift quick, quick enough the driver, you know, nice
1: like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> come on, you know, you give them the wave and you think, well, I've got enough time here. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit tight. And obviously engineers are saying, I want to get out in a gap or, you know, I'd like to mm. get behind a certain car. You've got to try and get it in that gap, haven't you? Yeah. And if the driver, if you're not in sync with the driver, mm. well, the driver's you know, doing a bit of that, which usually they're not, but... Um, it can be close, but it's part of the fun, isn't it? So is that, is that what a lead mechanic does every in every team? They're the guy that waves them out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're the ones you see sort of walking out backwards and okay. trying not to trip over. So you're not part of the pit crew doing the wheels and stuff anymore? Yeah, left for a gun. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're still, like double still duty? On, still on that, yeah. So I'm trying to wean myself off that, but it's, it's just a buzz, isn't it, that I don't want to give up? Yeah. I've been yeah. saying I'm going to leave... Not do the gun for the last sort of five years, but I'm still doing it. so
1: <laughs> I think if I was doing that gun, we spoke to Cow a bit about it, but I'd be standing there like the five minutes before it comes in, shitting myself every time. <laughs> like I, I get that you guys are so trained, you know exactly what you're doing, but that must be. Would you say that's like one of the highest pressure moments? Oh, yeah, for moment? sure. for sure, yeah, for sure. For sure, two seconds of the yeah, whole yeah. weekend. It's just so
0: explosive, isn't it? You know, you you, you, you work all weekend. We spoke about this and um, the other day actually. You sort of, you get there on a Tuesday, you work all the way to the Sunday, doing long hours. And then the only time you perform is right at the end of the week when everyone's yeah. tired. So, and you've got to be explosive for those two seconds or two and a half seconds, mm. whatever it is. So, um, Yeah, the pressure's on. But at the same time, it's, again, it's what you train for and what you get used to. But it's just a buzz, isn't it? Mm, I love of, it. Bit of a military operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, love it. Yeah, it's good. You say, so it, so it kind of leads up to those like moments in the pit stop. But what about on, like, uh, during like practice um, on like, a Friday or Saturday? uh was it friday fucking hell friday it's friday isn't it <laughs> <laughs> like so you, you're going out you're testing the car but then like something might fall off something goes wrong and you've got to try and get it fixed quick enough before the next practice session yeah like that must be quite intense as well yeah i, don't, I think from the moment you get into the track the pressure's on i think especially mm. now because like formula one have could dense the time scales like the schedule's a lot tighter um purely to give people a bit more time away from the track which mm. has worked out for us, um, but at the same time, there's still the same amount of work to get done in a small amount of time. Yeah. Um, but the pressure's always on. Like if you have an issue, for example, like that, you have just got. To... So for me, it's more just about managing the guys, and I'm just lucky because my lot are just in- incredible. In fact, everyone on the ga- on the garage floor, from a mechanic side, are just a mentor as to mine. You know, they're just. Really. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're world class, and I think it's just so refreshing <sighs> now we've got a car that we can push with sure. because they get rewarded for for that. You know, all their hard work over the last few years. Um, from a mechanic's side, I can't fault any of them. They're just, I mean, they just, you know, they make me look good. Yeah. You know, I'm, you're only as good as the people you've got underneath you. <coughs> yeah. And for sure, they are epic, so.
1: Do you all travel to the races together? Like,
0: you yeah. and your crew? Yeah, we're all together. So, um, we do a, depending on when you're setting up, we all travel as a big group, which is quite nice, really. So, um,
1: Yeah. I, I can imagine that. like the banter, but it must be just like a football team, really, a group yeah, of lads. Oh no, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there's some of them that are more childish than others. Yeah, which is probably me. A are few you years one of them? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not so much now, but um, but yeah, a few years ago maybe. But <laughs> didn't everyone in the garage do Movember? Yeah, everyone was,
1: grew them, didn't they?
0: Yeah, massive. That's yeah, jokes did. It It's twenty-two thousand. I think we uh, we we
1: raised. wow so oh wow
0: yeah like matt my front ender and jordan on the front end matt, on matt he's car. the
1: guy that was at the aston martin launch he was yeah yeah He doing yeah, the yeah. looks awfully you. like me but
0: i think crofty always gets me confused he does look a bit like you to be yeah there. yeah not quite as good looking but he's close <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no he's he's mega we've been together since so when i when i come off the front end he took my job okay as a 19 year old with not loads of experience mm-hmm. and now he's probably the one of the best front mecha- front end mechanics in the yeah. building so wow yeah loads of experience worked with obviously three very good drivers and he's sort of a bit of a rock for me so um yeah he's uh he had a big push from november he's got some silly haircut going on at the moment (laughs) um along with some of the other lads but yeah it's just a good cause isn't it yeah it's a good cause so um and i think with our platform it's just good to try and push it and aston martin got got fully on board great so it's mega it's good
1: how did you find doing that toolkit the aston martin launch Cause like it's not what you, I guess it's not what you normally do. Like, even this must not be what you normally yeah, you, do. You're not trained for it, are you? But I
0: think you've, for me, because I'm always talking to lots of the lads and talking to engineers and guys at the factory and stuff. I think you just sort of it's just part of your used to it, part of what you get used probably to. Probably going to be
1: quite a lot of cameras in that garage when you go back for the next race. Yeah, GTA, I mean, so. well, when Seb so left,
0: you, that was just mental. Yeah, you know, his last race, there was lots of media and stuff. And you've got to keep your eye on the ball, haven't you? You've got to try and not let that distract. Myself and and everyone else on the car and has it been has, it, has the cameras been a bit of a distraction for you and the lads? Uh, yeah, that was a quite that was quite a tough race to get through because it was just you know he it was just a huge media storm yeah. wasn't it that he was leaving and and you couldn't trying to wave the car out you just couldn't walk backwards for cameras mm. so which I guess is what it was like for Hamilton's guys when he was winning every week and. You know, it happens to everyone but mm. yeah, no, that the launch was good. It was really, really good. So it's it's nice to sort of answer the questions that people for I sure. Watch, you
1: know? I like that Aston Martin do that. I think Aston Martin really have it together with a lot of their media, a lot of the stuff they do. That's why it's cool that we work with them. Obviously, we had Dragovic on, now we've got you. Yeah, yeah. You touched quickly on working with Vettel. Yeah. For us, that's incredible because we joined the sport at the end of last year. So we missed Vettel's heydays, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. winning. But you were working with him in the, his last years in Formula One. Yeah. And it looked like, from your Instagram, you and him were actually really good friends. Yeah, yeah. So I just wondered what that was like for you, like being there in his last years of his career, working with a world champion kind of thing.
0: Yeah. No, he was, he was, like I said earlier, like initially when you meet him, you're like a little bit, you know, it's Sebastian Battle and all this, but the professional head comes on. It's like, right, yep, here's the car, here's the crew. And then you just get this, we just started to build this rapport. We mm. got a podium in Baku in 21, um, which sort of closed everyone up, which was nice. Um, yeah, and I think he just, he was just very personable you know he's just a normal we're the same age by month oh so okay we, we had how old he you guys 35 right. and we just got on we just got on well and he got on he got on well with everyone not just me um and he texted me on sunday after the race and was so happy for us you know which is he didn't have to do and you know it's just nice to hear from him and it's nice he's done that really nice yeah mm. and sent a uh, sent a message and basically to me and all the boys and yeah to say how happy he was for us and so good to see us back up there, and he probably wishes he stuck around for another year or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just timing, <laughs> isn't it? It's just timing, but you know, he's he's happy. He's at home doing what he wanted to do with his kids, and yeah, I think it's a it's a. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment Nice. He ended on a good note. I think we had a good Abu Dhabi, and yeah, yeah. That's the motorsport, isn't it? You can't, you don't know what car you're going to get from one year to another. So, yeah. There's yeah. been a bit of a bit, bit of talk around it. I know there is because I've heard a few people talk about it. But I mean, from your point of view, someone who knows him, I mean, could you see him coming back? I'd love to see him come back. Would you? Yeah.
1: That's really nice. He sent you all the texts because that must be quite tough, really. I'd, I'd look it back, and your team, you were just that, is now winning. I think it's no. bittersweet, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's-
0: he's probably. Like, oh, God, you know, that could have been me. But at the same time, he's, he's done so it. happy for everyone. And he's yeah. 4 time world champion. And he's, and and he's done it, yeah. Guy. Such a good but, guy. But if he did get the opportunity to go back to Red Bull and do another year... Red Bull? Yeah, kind of red yeah. Bull. that would be, that That's would be intense. That would again. be intense. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd do well. He would do well. He, <laughs> he would do well. He's <laughs> probably going to win it. He's just experience, You know, you look at Alonso, he's 41. And he's just back on the podium. So... Yeah, let's get in, let's get stuck into that. Because, I mean, all of last year... So my, my history with F1 is that, I mean, I haven't really watched it at all my whole life. But when I was a kid, I, well, about eight or nine years old, I watched it with my dad a little bit. We went to Silverstone and we were Schumacher fans, but Alonso won Silverstone 2006. Yeah. So in the back of my mind, he was always like my second favorite. So, I mean, all of last year, all I was doing was just making these bold predictions saying, like, Alonso's going to win, going to win. And he's like, no, he's not. You're chatting shite. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't win. But then this year, it looks like he actually could win a race. He could win a race, yeah so that's insane to have yeah. someone like that on your team yeah he's he's you know as experienced if not more experienced than Seb, Seb just from an age point of view but just to work with these guys for, for myself and the guys on the car is just like an unbelievable experience because they bring so much to it you know they're just such true professionals the way they approach their day the way they approach their sessions the way they just get out of the car debrief go through everything with the engineers you know and mm. it, it it's quite incredible to watch. And when you see what he did
1: on Sunday, Mm.
0: I mean, those, just the overtakes he was doing and, it's.
1: it's uh, just I find effort, with Alonso, but... it's on and off the track though, because like you notice his his driving is incredible. Like we went mad at the Hamilton battle. and yeah. We're watching it like, oh my god, this guy's a joke. Mm. But then he's on the radio making comments like, it's like he's on a completely Sunday, completely chilled out, like <laughs> yeah. he's just driving down the road. Yeah. <laughs> like that must be so weird for you guys in the garage. You're, yeah. just, you're so watching wait, this and he's on the radio going, yeah. "Oh,
0: nice car." Yeah. And we hear more than what you guys hear on the yeah on the on the, on the, on the, on the screen, but yeah, yeah he just. I think it's like 25% of his brain is taken up by driving. The rest is just either engineering the race. That's what they said. Yeah, that's what Crofty said. what yeah. he's doing behind. What tyres they're on. Because he, I heard him radio in. He was like, um, he was like, how's Lance doing? He was asking about how Lance yeah, yeah. was getting on, which was really cool. Yeah. I want to know. He's an absolute uh, animal as well, isn't he? Lance, yeah. yeah we'll, I can't believe We'll that. get onto that as well. What I wanted to know about Alonso is um, how much of a hand did he have in, like, Kind of help him develop this new car, if he did at all, did he have um, any influence at all? I would have thought he did, um, but obviously he joined so late, and obviously the the twenty three car would have been started yeah, yeah. sort of April May. Yeah. Um, but he did the test obviously in Abu Dhabi straight after Sebastian, which was a bit strange because obviously Sunday was Seb's car, and then Sunday Alonso's in it the next day. <laughs> so that's yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, so he w- he would have had a little feeling from that, and I guess would have would have given a load of feedback from what he felt there and. Mm. And then the guys would have would have done something about it, whether it's suspension or ride or something like that, compared to the Alpine, I guess. But so that's not something that you yourself would be involved in. No, because that's all that's all engineering and DA, factory so and factory stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, we don't have we have a fair fair amount to to do with the reliability of it and what we think could be done quicker and mm. um, talk to the engineers. We have a good good rapport mm-hmm. with all the design office, which is really good. You know, yeah. come and ask us questions what we think is good what's not bad or shall we change that or shall we not change that and what so, would be easy for all you all the guys?
1: parts just turn up on race day then and you've got to put the car together pretty much
0: yeah it's funny enough actually Ted you know Ted from Ted Kravitz mm. he, he asked me a question the other day in the pit lane he was like how do you guys um, this goes for everyone down the pit lane all the mechanics all different teams how do you learn the car like how do you know how to build it yeah and it's like it's that. it was actually a good question it's like well you just do. Yeah. I think it's just because of what you do as a job. But because the cars change each year, you are constantly learning You're a new evolving, car. Yeah. You've only got a week of testing or three days of testing to learn it. Mm. So, you know, everyone's a little bit fresh going into Bahrain and Saudi and Aus- Australia. But by the time you've stripped it two or three times, you know it inside and out. Yeah. So it's it's clever. You know, you get, and obviously all the drawings you get from the factory and stuff, there, mm-hmm. there are drawings. Um, some don't get released in time some do get released in time so you just you're either on teams talking to the the DO and asking them questions but the boys are so good that they just you you trust them you can just leave them them. I manage them and and they they just do their thing and it's funny you say manage I feel like your role is, is a bit of a managerial kind of role which I feel like also sets you up you know you say you don't want to leave F1 let's say in like five years time you maybe don't want to do the job that you're doing anymore I mean do you think you could take that next step up the ladder in the team that you're in to maybe become like part of the, I don't know what you want to call it, like not the principal, well, eventually principal, but. Yeah, I think, yeah, F1's a, it's a busy place, isn't it? You know, there's only 20 number ones in the world. There's only 20 front end mechanics, mm. 20 rear end mechanics, um, 20 team principals, blah, blah, blah. So the opportunity, if it arose, amazing. And it's not something that I would shy away from. If the, If the opportunity did come up, to move up or sideways or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I'd take it, you know. But I I do love what I do, otherwise mm. I wouldn't do it. Great
1: time to be doing it as well. Oh, incredible. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and every year you think, should I do another year? Should I do another yeah. year? Should I do another year? You know, do I need to now settle down and have a normal life? Um, why well, just do one more? And then suddenly you get a decent
1: car, Yeah. Like. Well, well, I saw a video more. of you on your Instagram, and it's a live from ages ago, and I think it's with Matt. Yeah, yeah, And you're yeah. like, you might be in a hotel or something, Yeah, you're I'm just sat there well, talking. I and I watched it through to see what you'd say, because I thought that I could pick you up on some of it today. And the one thing I will pick you up on is you speak about, like, the future of Aston Martin in it. Like, I think Matt says, like, oh, it's a great time to be here. And you're both just, like, smiling. <laughs> like, it, for me, watching it, I was like, these guys knew then. They I were going to have a then, but <laughs> I just feel like you knew there's a project here. You must. It oh, massively! Like it's it's from what it was,
0: it's incredible. Like Lawrence's and you know all the sponsors and they have their plan of the five years and what were year three and what they have done and achieved so far is is pretty incredible. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's very difficult to bring that amount of people together and make it work. Yeah, for sure. You know, and to roll yeah. in on year three to pick up a podium which in my opinion wasn't luck it was it was a a solid podium yeah you know, we sure. were we were chasing hunting down Merck chasing hunting down Ferrari mm. um okay Leclerc dropped out but that's not luck that's just that's bound really to happen of, with, with Ferrari happen anyway. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just like the new workshop the yeah. factory you know the way the team's going is so it is exciting it is mm. exciting and, and a lot of the guys we've been there a long time you know there's some people that have been there 20 years yeah and it's it's nice for them to be finally getting that reward mm. you know it's all that, those hard work those hard years of you know, back of the grid or get the odd result trying to trying to scrape but you know going back to force india days we had fourth place in the championship with yeah. not
1: loads of cash yeah what's the biggest change like from your end behind the scenes when a owner like lawrence comes in who has Cash and the team obviously can get the new factory and invest, which ultimately you want every team on the grid to be able to do. So everyone's closer. What's the biggest change in the back end? Like you've gone from Racing Point and then they've been bought out, or I don't know how it works, but now Aston Martin have got the got the money. Yeah, and you cost capped as well,
0: aren't you? So from the car point of view, everyone's on a sort of a level playing field, apart from Red Bull. But from an infrastructure point of view, it just helps. You know, better machines, slightly more people. You know, from that side that nicer clothes it, nicer clothes hmm. yeah you know boss Yeah, <laughs> which is good um, oh yeah of course yeah, 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 yeah. We've, actually, we've got the on Aston brand. Martin hat up there now it's got the that's boss logo yeah. 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 so, so, uh, so all, all new kit new branding this year new and car for yourself or no not yet <laughs> uh, Aston Martin sold out <coughs> Aston Martin DVX um, yeah no 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 car but we get a Merck scheme which is nice um, but yeah well, it's, right? it's just it's yeah. infrastructure isn't it mm. and you can see the difference
1: yeah, that's what see the difference. Question for you, before I forget, I'm going to ask it about carbon fibre. I need to understand the whole, on a car, I get why they don't use paint because it's, yeah. it's heavy or whatever. So yeah. carbon fibre, this might be so stupid, but couldn't you just make coloured carbon fibre? I mean, I guess you could. So that you could have like a red car or a green yeah, car. Yeah, you can put like pigment in it, I guess. I mean, I'm not like a that would be a good expert, way of painting it. Without yeah, it. we, painted, we, we, so paint, our, we paint ours. So your the Aston Martin has, has got paint on it. Yeah. yeah, okay, some nice glossy paint. They which, don't all though, do they? Some teams.
0: Um, I think most of them do. I think Red Bull wrap theirs. I think. Yeah, don't yeah. Hold saw, me to that, but we
1: saw something about Red Bulls when we went to a factory there. Yeah, like different paints for different races, so it looks yeah. different. Different I mean, coloured paints. Got, yeah, the amount of tests that get done between weight, weighing a paint and weighing your your wrap. It's minimal. Yeah,
0: but that's not your end, really. I guess not that's really. Not, I think, and obviously, there's areas of the car we don't paint because stone chips and making it look chip you know chipped after a race and all that sort of Mm. stuff but it all comes down to weight fundamentally and where they want the weight so if you paint the front end it might help out on the weight weight distribution but you know it's 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 a really fine line between wrapping a car and painting a car wrapping Mm. a car is easier to maintain because you can wrap it at a track i thought it'd be heavier than than paint to wrap a car i think it's pretty close yeah it's pretty close and wrapping's just getting the technology's getting better and better and better so I think it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter. What about the uh, the Flovis paint that you put on intestine? Uh, how does that kind of work? And like, does one poor bastard have to clean that off the car? <laughs> yeah. One poor bastard being all the guys. Yeah. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like a it's quite clever. So it's just a it's a liquid to start with, but as it goes through two or three turns or five corners, it's, it starts mm. So it's, it's okay. really clever, and it's like a powder. It dries to like a powder. Right. So, oh, so, it comes off quite easy. Yeah, you just brake cleaner and wipe it off. And then you're looking at like the way it
1: has. Spread. Yeah, you just
0: look at the airlines it's, it's basically what the air does. Exactly what the air's doing. So if you if you God. have a slight bad join or something like that, you can see exactly what the air's doing around that join. So it's really clever stuff.
1: So from testing, did you make any mad significant changes for the car that went out and raced it? Like no. So there, the car you had in testing was the car that pretty much raced. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: basically cause, what we launched with. Yeah, yeah. in part ferme by that point, it's not, is it in testing? Uh, no, part, uh, testing's free, um, so you can do bets and bobs and chop and cut and do all that sort of stuff. Um, but running into the race post qualifying, as soon as the qualifying's finished, you're, well, as soon as qualifying starts, mm. you're in part ferme effectively. Okay. Um, and then you're in part ferme the whole way till the end of the race.
1: I saw them pushing Lance's car back at the weekend out the pit.
0: Was during it, quality. was it
1: Lance? Yeah, was it Lance? Yeah, he car? missed the, he missed the Waybridge. He
0: missed the Waybridge. So the FOA will call call randomly to go on the Waybridge during qualifying just to give a, get a weight basically. Okay. Um, and the the signs they didn't trust us. So I saw, well, yeah, I saw <laughs> that. isn't it like
1: when he was coming in? Wasn't it like right there and he wouldn't yeah, have been able so to see close. it at the time? It's so close. Oh the
0: timing, yeah. Because yeah. there was two lights, weren't there? One of them was green and then it flipped. yellow yeah. yeah, yeah, straight it's away. Right, it's yeah, you never would have been able to just missed that. Yeah. So. um the boys had to thrash the car back up to the to get the wade and then take it all the way back, quickly change the tyres. And I think they, they left the garage with about like two minutes to go before the last run of quali. So that put them under pressure. Yeah. I yeah, bet yeah. they
1: came back running. <laughs> running how, uh, how did Lance even do this weekend? Like from, uh, He's a machine. When you look at the video he posted yesterday of like his wrist and the x-rays and that, and yeah. you've been in the garage with him this weekend. How has he got through that, really? Because he he was in pain, like, and it looked like in practice he's struggling to get his wrist round, yeah. and obviously he's relaxing it and making yeah. sure he doesn't go full force. But how did he, how did he do that? I don't really know. I mean, Alonso was saying, wasn't he, that he's a
0: like, he's his hero, and the more coming I'm from think, Alonso as yeah, well. Yeah, the more, more I think about it, and like the more and watch that video that he posted the other day, because I, I knew he'd obviously hurt himself, and didn't really know to what extent. And then obviously he posted that that video yesterday. And it was just incredible to actually see in yeah. twelve days what he's achieved. He's got two pins in one. He's got of his two pins in his right wrist. Yeah. And the toe. He's obviously broken his toe. Yeah. He's hurt his left wrist. God knows what he's done to his side and whatever. Yeah. And then do fifty seven laps around Bahrain Grand Prix and get P six.
1: I've got I mean, to say, it's
0: incredible, really. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's insane. We oh, we did 11 laps in a go-kart, <laughs> and my <laughs> hips were, were blasted, mate. And I actually felt, actually felt a little bit sick afterwards. I was like, oh, I couldn't do that for much longer. Yeah. 57 laps at like 200 mile an hour in a car like that. I mean, it must take so much toll on your body. We're not yeah. in the best shape, but we are getting fitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then to do that with like two broken wrists and a broken toe yeah. is, is mad. I mean, I, I must admit, like up until this point, we are new fans and I don't think Lance Stroll was ever someone we, we really looked at too yeah. much because he wasn't mm. really getting in the points that much mm-hmm. and so you, we were looking at the front of the grid, the Ferraris and everything else but it's not until you put someone like that in a good car, it makes you realise that it's a fraction of a second between all these yeah. drivers yeah. and that he is one of the best drivers in the yeah. world. 100%. I've got a lot of time for Lance. He's, 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 his relationship with all these guys in the garage and um, is really good. He's just a nice guy. You mm. know, again, sometimes he gets a bit of bad press, doesn't he? And, and I don't, yeah. I don't, I just don't know why, because he he proves what he does on the track. For example, at the weekend, everyone's like even the other day, you know, I was saying oh he's so <laughs> close to touching Alonso and stuff and that turn three or whatever it was. Yeah. But if you actually rewatch the race, Alonso went wide because he was obviously trying to get yeah. the cut back it and then Lance, back in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Lance was obviously trying to defend from someone who was coming up his left. So mm. it was just that was just motorsport, and unfortunately they 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 touched due to yeah. the fact that they were both on the same bit of track. Um, did Alonso touch Lewis in that when he overtook I think him there. they might have just touched just about yeah there was no damage on the car no, no damage. how so. do you know
1: in the garage if they touch can you see like a thing of the car and it like will show flash uh, red if it's got no, damage no there's like way?
0: obviously if you have enough damage on a front wing there's obviously all the pressure tappings and in the aero stuff um, so they'll know that if there's damage if there's damage to an end or something mm. um, but I like Kiss this is Robins racing isn't it unless you get a puncher Mm. so that was the biggest concern of the other day was oh I'm, okay, I bet I'm a must puncher be, yeah. um, but pressures are good and yeah I mean how how much does it affect I mean I'm just going based off purely what we know on, on the driving sim here if I, if we damage which is epic by the way, <laughs> here is, we go. Thank this is you where so he's going to
1: tell you that he's amazing at driving. Really he started no, was, using the gears and look, he thinks he's really good. I wasn't going to say well, it. Well. we'll
0: do a lap after this. Yeah, you want to set a lap? Yeah. yeah we'll do a lap. You want to join our leaderboard? Yeah, we'll do a lap.
1: You want to? you want to go on the leaderboard? We had
0: a big conversation
1: about this because right? we were talking set, about this last I've said night. It now What's these the are drivers only. Originally, it was going to be drivers only, but then we thought to ourselves last night, we could just say to guests, if you want to do a lap, we will add you. But it's Austria. It's one lap round Austria. You fancy yourself? <laughs> you have to use a, go do a bit of if Did you, go you top? That'd be amazing. Gears and medium traction, so it's, it's no, no okay. Fun I
0: mean feet. Yeah, I'll give it
1: a go. All right, <laughs> we'll do that at the
0: end. Then we'll do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, my... are you gonna film it? Oh yeah, that's all part that's a different story. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. my question was like, if you if you break your nose cone on the game, it's almost impossible to turn around a corner. Is it quite yeah, like is that no, in it real is, life. Is, Yeah. Is you it? Just lose all front end. Yeah. Really. it generates so much downforce that they just obviously squash the front of the car into the into the tarmac. And, yeah, if you lost your front wing, that's game over. Damn. So, what was the party like of the weekend? <laughs> well, this is the thing. You know, you said, we do we all fly together? Well, the, the first time I've ever flown out on a Sunday night was Sunday night.
1: Oh, no. So
0: I didn't even get to celebrate. With I was the thinking
1: that because we know some other people that flew out on Sunday yeah. night. I was like, I hope they didn't have to fly Sunday yeah. why night. Did you, why, how come Sunday
0: night? Uh, it's just the way the flights fell. But I flew back, like, 3 a.m. or oh, 2 a.m. that man. morning. So... um sort of left the guys in the lurch a little bit which I've never done before and it didn't didn't feel right but um, yeah I think they had a good party I think they had a, a, a and free they bar and they deserved
1: it I hope they did like I hope they actually really There's lots of
0: pictures from daylight so <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they, uh, they all I got on the plane the and just yeah. had a good sleep when they got on the plane but they, you know they
1: deserved it with the breaking races you can it's perfect they deserved really. it yeah Saudi Arabia next I Saudi the team must be buzzing for it like yeah I'll get there quick enough
0: can we really so yeah it's a different it's a different layout isn't it different track so more high speed let's see what the car's got in. you know we're not going to go into each race now thinking oh we're going to get a podium mm-hmm. you know we need to keep keep our feet on the ground and but also you guys going are going to
1: keep developing right i think that's so important to, oh, yeah. to remember like aston martin as a brand as a whole team is getting bigger and better yep. and stronger yep. every week so what we see now if that's a car that can get a podium yep. that's how exciting it is yep. because you're going to be developing this car all year yeah it is exciting do so. you think you
0: have the upgrades to bring for the rest of this year? To, to stay competitive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's an early statement, isn't it? Because you never quite know. But mm. And everyone else gets, the, they, they all increase, don't they? Yeah. And the thing is, Red Bull are half a second to sixth, tenths up the road, aren't they? So mm. will they keep getting better? Or are they, they going to max out? Do we keep making a little step? Each upgrade, who knows? There needs to be something that happens with Red Bull because I mean I'm getting a little bit bored of seeing back <laughs> sitting the front. Yeah, yeah I mean, I love the guys, like love his trainer, love Brad, like love everyone. But you want to see something? You want to see something happen a little bit. If that's quite It's nice having an Aston up there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah even mate. the Mercs you know. Um how, how many years do we see Mercs winning? When, when seven, when, when, seven, when, years. Seven, seven years or something. Mm.
1: So. Everyone has their time, don't they? I genuinely think that there's, it's going to be a media storm in that garage in Saudi for you guys. Yeah. Because I think Aston Martin just feels like a people's team to me. Like I, I, I get behind it. Like it's in it's at Silverstone. Like it's so easy to support them. I think. Yeah. And especially having Fernando, everyone loves. Yeah. And now people have been really opened up to Lance a lot more. Before Massively. this, like Lance hasn't had as much media or yeah. even a chance to really tell a story. Yeah. yeah. But now it's like we've got these two drivers, an ex-world champion and a really hungry young Lance Stroll. Yeah. It's exciting. Very exciting. And it, the
0: team's always felt, for me, it's just, it's a proper race team. That's the feeling I get. Yeah. When I joined Force India at a time, it just felt like a proper race team. There wasn't loads of people and it was you're just going racing on a budget and getting good results. Like, you know, giant killing basically. And then we have now got that infrastructure, but we've still got that culture. We've still got that race team culture. Yeah. And, it's, and, it, and that filters through the whole factory. So when you get good results, it feels, it's just more humbling because mm-hmm. it feels more of a, you know, I don't know, it's just got a nice feel about it. it yeah. a family kind of grassroots. Like, it's like a family, it feels yeah. like a family team still, yeah. Which is, yeah. I hope it never loses that because I think that's what, is the main drive. I think that's why you get good results. Do you think Lawrence has had of some sort of input towards that? Or, and and what is it like working underneath Lawrence in general? Whatever he goes into, he obviously yeah tries to achieve mm. the best, and he's doing it here, isn't he? So, and I think when he started, I remember him getting us all together. This was you know four or five years ago now, and saying he loves the culture of the team, doesn't want to lose the culture and something that I think they've pushed, they haven't lost it. Mm. So, you know, that's why hopefully we're on the right, right road. Have you made any terrible mistakes?
1: Like if Callum told us, he left a spanner in the car when it went round. Yeah, no, it's not something I've done. In the gearbox. No, it's not Been something i Nothing, you haven't done anything in personally. Um, messed up a race <laughs> at Force <laughs> India or Aston Martin or anywhere. Uh, nothing mechanically like that. No. I think because you,
0: you just can't, can you? I don't... <laughs> well, you don't not. You just can't do it. You can't... Don't get me wrong, mistakes are made. Yeah. But there's certain things...
1: The way I work with the guys is you can't... There's certain mistakes that you can't make. And then if a mistake is made under you, because you're overwatching the team, how's that dealt with? Um, it'll go through me, basically, and then... I'll deal with it. You're strict. In a slightly different manner.
0: <laughs> but, um,
1: yeah, I'm not that... Crack the whip out. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm come that. on, boys. Come in the back room. I'm
0: not that shouty. Because, well,
1: we asked people on Instagram, and loads of people were like, do you get fired if you put a wheel on wrong? And obviously not. Like, you'd go away and look back at a team and be like, what can we change? Yeah, at the end of the day, everyone's human, aren't they? Yeah.
0: So, you know, you can put as many procedures in place as you like, but you can't delete human error. So, you know, I had a wheel... 2000 uh was it 2018 maybe 17 i was on the left front gun and we were having slight issues with the wheel nuts back then and basically a wheel nut felt there wasn't the technology that there was now with all these different systems on the ground no so i think was it checo Checo checo's in the car basically gun nut on but we're having issues that the nut felt tight and back then it was only done on feel there was no like green light system it was all done on well that feels good press your button to go green and once there's all four greens it will go um and we were having real issues that year with of, a nut going on tight so you'd gun it on feeling okay that felt pretty good but this is all like in your brain in two seconds yeah so yeah, it's yeah really i know that's You're yeah. Like, yeah no that's good press green light car went and i didn't even think anything of it i was like okay yeah, it all felt good gets to like turn five and it's like the work you just see on the telly the world front oh no and that's a that's a rubbish feeling well it actually the wheel come off didn't come off it just dropped to the retainer oh shit which is meant to do so obviously that worked oh so that's, that's like a retainer yeah it just stops, it, stops it. it coming off but yeah. then obviously you've got to pull over and then it's an unsafe release and then you get a whatever it is fine 10 grand fine or something which personally I don't get but yeah the team get a fine and then sorry Lawrence yeah
1: so <laughs> you don't mind
0: <laughs> I think there's I had an unsafe release a couple of years ago which was a bit tight Sort of made the decision to send the car, and it was tight. There was no yeah. contact, but it was tight. Mm. Um, got another fine for that. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's the human error part. Yeah, it, yeah, you know? it's, it's got like be there. unless the other cars are going to sit at traffic lights, there's going to be a yeah, little bit yeah. of that. And places yeah. like Monza, when you're all trying to get a tow and you're all trying to get a good track position mm. in qualifying, it's tough. It's, it's, that's I suppose that's part of the game. Um, like monaco monaco is on a on a curve so depending on where, where where you are in the pit lane if you're releasing a car sometimes you can't even see around the bend yeah so oh shit you know, it's a fraction of a second that suddenly there's a car that's come around the bend and you're and you're giving him the go like yes, can can so you stop true. them once they, if they've half come yeah, out Yeah, you can stop them but yeah usually they're eyes down aren't they and, and at monaco there's just the arm code there's no like there's just the the two tiny little lanes One's i can't believe pit the monaco's it's tiny it's, it's like tiny. off that straight well, yeah, as well it's and really the pits weird. are also close together so, small. to turn in for yeah, them to yeah. turn in it's tighter at monaco and, and where was the other one they've got really small pit lanes It was monaco Zanvort's quite small zanvort yeah yeah that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And it's in a different
1: small. paddock it's like two paddocks i know it's separate yeah. a garage and paddocks separate. monaco
0: monaco is, is a tough weekend because it's also tight like the cars are huge now like, what
1: track has the best garage for you as a as a <laughs> as the garage like where do you like massive. to go spa's Spa.
0: huge yeah they're massive Silverstone's big, to be fair, but Silverstone's got no atmosphere. Yeah, Um, no no atmosphere. Not really for the paddock because the new pits have got that massive wall. So if you're down the right-hand side of the pit lane, they've got that huge wall. So you look out into Mm. the pit lane and it's just a wall. So nature of the track, but but Spa's Spa, isn't it? Yeah, it's just epic. How do you how do you decide like which is your favourite track? Because for instance, like I I was chatting to Ruth Buscombe from uh, Alfa Romeo, Mm. and she's like Spa was like at the bottom of her list of her favourite tracks. I don't know why she's a strategist. I don't know why I don't for her either. But is it one of your favorite? Or how do you yeah, judge a yeah. favorite track? Well, yeah, the boys will have me for this, but, but I did used to do a little bit of driving that uh, back back in the, back in the day. And <laughs> what, uh, what, what what kind of what Belgian road? touring car stuff? Sick. And uh, in a Honda, and spent a lot of time obviously driving around Bar. Yeah. And um, I love it there. Like it's like second home. So um,
1: going there with Formula One is even better so yeah I was like, going to say from your point of view do you watch it and everything like oh I wish I was driving like do, yeah. there's a bit of yeah you, I think that's I think, think that goes, everyone goes for most mechanics
0: I think it's, it's <laughs> funny actually because when you mentioned karting earlier mm. there's so many mechanics that are so quick yeah um, I thought I used to be relatively quick and then you go go karting now and all these youngsters are coming up like a couple of the lads like um, Jack who works for us he was ex-British karting champion wow oh really yeah um, you know Mercedes, <coughs> um, Scotty. I used to work for was Rapid Ash. You know they're they're just rapid, mm. but they're they're beating the F1 drivers times at the Carton in Bahrain the other day. I was going to say, were you racing at, in Bahrain? Uh, the, the uh, we did truck? the karting thing, but I didn't do it. I was uh, my back was hurting, was
1: well, working, <laughs> <working hard>.
0: um, <laughs> But yeah, no, there's there's some quick boys, mm. some really quick boys out there. That you know Jack used to race with Norris back in oh, the day okay. in Carton, so. It's just make or break, isn't it? Mm. You know, if you, one, if you don't have the money, or you do have the money, or you get the good break. Yeah. But it's interesting because they are quick. Some of them, annoyingly quick.
1: Yeah, I bet. You're, also, you were at Racing Point. When I could be wrong here, we'll cut this bit out if I'm completely wrong. <laughs> I swear, obviously, Drive Survive started filming and Racing Point were massive in the first few seasons of it. Like, they covered Checo loads. Yeah. And, and him racing. His teammate then was Ocon, right? Yeah. So you've worked with Checo Ocon. Yeah, so
0: i on the other side. So my car, I've had Checo, Vettel, Alonso. So I've been so lucky. You have drivers. been yeah. very had an, like, lucky. That's amazing. Yeah, ridiculous. That is amazing. Yeah, ridiculous. And they're all so different in their own ways. Like, they're all great to work with, but they're all just so different in their own ways. Do you think you'd like to work with a rookie? Um. Yeah. I mean, any any driver, for me, if you get to Formula 1, they're obviously epic, aren't they? They're obviously very good. The best mm. of the best, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's just something working with X World Champions that you <laughs> have the, had
1: it as a buzz, very good, so lucky. The yeah, people. like
0: don't get me wrong, it's it's something that I'll, I won't take for granted for sure. Mm. And same with the boys in the car, like to be able to be able to run Perez, Vettel, and Alonso. Yeah, I mean, if you could have said that
1: to me ten years ago, I would have just laughed. Do you think it makes a difference? For example, if a driver is friendly with the people working on his car, do you think that would? come away in race performance. Like, for example, if the people working on the car, I know everyone's as professional as they are, but if you love that guy and you want to make sure his car is the best it can be, do you think people give it that little bit more, like if you're attached yeah. to the driver?
0: I think so. I think you, you build a rapport up anyway, don't you? Because you're with them so much anyway, every weekend. But, um, but and also, if you feel like you're bolting your a mate into the car, yeah. everyone puts that extra little 5 in That's kind of what I mean, then, yeah. Then. yeah. Um, and you want to do it for each other. And, it's, and but that's the same with Lance. You know, we all have the same rapport with Lance on our side of the garage than than his guys. We all get on really as well. Because I wondered how much it cross pollinated. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very that's part. Of, that's what's good about Aston Martin as a team, and everyone is so linked in. There's no us and them. Mm. Oh, that side of the garage is the side of the garage. There's nothing, none of that.
1: Yeah, are the, are the, the the crew shared pretty much then. Um, no, so so I've, had a...
0: I've had my my guys for a long time. um the odd change Um, and the other side had quite a big shake up this year but majority of everyone is still the same faces Um, but like Melbourne and stuff like that it's the same with you know Red Bull guys and when the shit hits the fan and you've like we had in Melbourne last year we had an absolute shocker everyone digs deep and Mm -hmm. without the other crew coming and helping us last year in Melbourne we never would have got the car out of qualifying so you know it's a a team effort at the end of the day and (coughs) we've got an amazing group of people that We'll just dig deep so mm. yeah, there's no us and them which is really nice
1: well it's working to the timelines like you said there and getting the cars out for qualifying yeah. like you are you sat there then with what's that like for you you got like a 10 minute timer or something um,
0: yeah so I know when we've got to be out and then obviously I've got a Bolero which I can talk to engineers the guys factory things like that so do I'm they going, say
1: much the people at the factory like how, how much communication is coming from where a fair bit mission control so they have a lot to say with the strategy side what's happening with the car and they're um, listening into all the other radios that yeah well. they can hear
0: yeah i've got probably four or five people in my ear um which when it's all getting a bit heated sometimes gets a little bit confusing um but yeah if there's a if there's a shit fight as we call it um You just have to control it don't you you just at the end of the day you can only do what you can do everyone's human so but you know that the amount of times you've done it i suppose that's where the experience comes in you know roughly how long things take you know where you're at at what point of the build you know you've got 12 minutes to get out and you know hasn't got any pods on yet still lowering the car down yeah you know roughly where you're at so then you can just keep the engineer updated and saying right we're going to be a minute get the tires on get at the time, get that already ready. You know, yeah, tell him to get his helmet on. Must just come naturally to you. Like you just, probably don't think about it too much. A lot of the time, you just do. Not, no, no. I think you just do. But the guys, again, it's like what I was saying earlier. The guys just know what they're doing. Mm. Put so much trust into them. So, I mean, you, you talk about kind of being a, like a bit of a family <coughs> in that. And you know, Seb was texting you yesterday. Whenever you said that was, oh, that's cool as shit. By the way, the fact that you can text him like that. Do you when you do have a successful you know weekend and you go out and you do have a bit of a party with the lads to celebrate? Did the drivers get involved? Would Seb or Fernando come out with you? And would you spend that time away from the track with them? On 100%, a personal yeah. level? Yeah, last year, obviously with Fernando now, it's obviously still quite new, isn't it? So mm-hmm. we haven't had much time to actually spend with each other. Um, but with Sebastian last year, we did a load of drinks, things, and we went for dinner and he took the guys for, for, for dinner and we all had nice drinks and, mm. you know, he was that, was that was him. And Checo did exactly the same, so, you know to bond the crew, to bond the guys. It wasn't just our crew, it was everybody. Yeah, It's not just, I'm going to take my car crew out. It was... But are these. I mean, I know these out. guys are, are so streamlined and focused on, on racing, but like, I mean, they must let their hair... They must be on the all-night benders till like 4 or 5, 6 a.m., no? like I don't know. all letting his hair band out and like in the <laughs> I club. Think in Abu Dhabi last year after the race, definitely that was the case. Um, <laughs> everyone got... A few beers, which loose. You got loose, yeah.
1: What but, about away from racing? What do you do? Like, do you have any like car hobbies? Do you, re- renovate, do you renovate a car, upgrade yeah, a car? Uh, like, do you know uh, what
0: I mean? Yeah, I like it? restoring bits, like a lot of rest- restoration stuff, like anything really, like quad bikes. I've got a motocross bike that I, that I go out on Duro ride, yeah, so, with the boys. Um, but Lawrence is like, don't you dare fucking break a load yeah, Don't on fall that. over. <laughs> um, yeah, just, I just used to climb a lot, used to drive a bit, so yeah, just. I like getting in an ice bath, do that sort of stuff. Do ya? Yeah, every what's, morning. Every morning? What's yeah. that all about? I don't really know, but I quite enjoy it. How long have you done that? Uh, before I went to Bahrain, I was about 60-odd days in.
1: Oh, and you've done it every day? Every day.
0: God. Yeah, and if it's not in the tub, it's in a river or a lake. I could do that, maybe. But for mental health... Have you,
1: yeah, have you found that Mental really health?
0: Helped. Being the job that it is, I'm going to get deep now, Is it is stressful and there's a lot of pressure Yeah. yeah? Mm. and it's not all you know celebrating on a sunday because you've got a podium it's there's a lot of lows there are highs yeah you've got to try and work out what the best way of pushing yourself to the next race is and for me was trying something new these ice bath things are you know what's the big hype fell in love with it really? and felt a lot better for doing it so you know I, the boys will have a go at me again for mentioning it but I don't push it on them, but it's like you know, give it a go or well, why don't you try it? You know, I yeah. swear by it. I tried the Wim Hof cold shower challenge. It's hard, isn't it? I tried it and it stopped. Did you fail? I
1: yeah, think yeah. the problem with that is it's too it's easy, easy just to turn it hot again. It's not you're in a hot yeah, bath. It's, it's you're not surrounding. Well, I, gra-
0: I tried to gradually come down, so you know, started it warm, did thirty seconds. Yeah, would go to cold for thirty seconds, and and I tell you what, I actually did feel good. I actually did. Feel good. I did feel good. Um, Clearly, for me, not good enough that I wanted to carry on no. doing it, which like, is a shame because like it clearly helped you a lot. Yeah, I gave myself a week, and I did a week, and this was when it was like in the winter. It was like minus seven. I was thinking this is a great time to start. Yeah, um, I was like, wow, doing twenty seconds, thirty seconds. this yeah. is a lot, hard road. Like day fifty, you go in and do five minutes, and do not even blink. Just just get in, don't even lose your breath. It's amazing what your body can really? get used to. And for me, I'm just teaching myself to be basically comfortable and uncomfortable. And I'm just trying to apply that to when I'm at work. So the pressure environments, just put yourself into that position of controlling your breathing, You know, going into, the, into yeah. a race where there's high pressure. Mm. Just thinking about taking yourself back to those sort of how you feel in those moments. And it does work. You know, I was not really for it before it, um, but I am the proof that it does actually work. Mm. But you have to get on board with it. You
1: know, maybe we'll start and keep you updated while we get on. Yeah, day. Yeah. On. We're We're on a day. It's perfect day. Today, yeah, it? well, that's yeah. actually
0: natural swimming down there. You can not actually people yeah, go swim. Maybe i will going for a dive in. After this, <laughs> Should we? Yeah, why, don't yeah, we probably, why don't we all go and we'll film it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, we'll do the sim now. I was going to say, yeah, you got to yeah, film me. Let's take the it too.
1: to the sim and then we'll sit back down and end the pod. But Mikey, it's time to see whether you are quicker than Oscar Piastri Oli mm-hmm. Behrman or Felipe Dragovich you will probably definitely be quicker than us. What do you reckon? Are you one oh eight? wait. We're, yeah just to yeah, let you know
0: ours was fully yeah, how out? many laps three you, you get three practice laps yeah. and then you get three real laps to, to yeah, record a okay. time obviously if you go and validate it doesn't count uh me and jake were both automatic with no gears and, and full traction
1: <laughs> we did it we did that like five minutes before oscar got here so we okay. had like
0: one take okay. to do it and what's the setting? so is like if you run wide is it
1: Lap invalidated. If you go across right. the if white line, if you're invalidated. invalidated yeah. Yeah. But I'll you get three that. laps. <sighs> okay. To be fair to Oscar, he was doing a blinder. He was on like a 104 and on last corner invalidated by the tiniest bit. So he must be, yeah, gutted. Oh yeah, knocked two seconds off. Yeah, last but let's see, let's see what you can do. Okay. 200. Alonso's the lead mechanic fixing our suit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have <those> fucking But <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. to work, eh? <laughs> this one hasn't got a nut at all. <laughs> I oh do no, that's not the fucking it's just fucking long This is a long <laughs> <laughs> Three laps then, <in>. let's see <laughs> where he goes. You as much as you like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't worry, it'll be edited. And here we have Mikey Brown, the first ever non professional racer to take part on the pit stop fastest lap leaderboard, going for his first lap
0: now. Yeah,
1: since don't want... <laughs> The pressure's on, mate. No racing line is very impressive, honestly. You see how he hit that yellow kerb, though? He knows the line. He knows what he's doing. It's <laughs> a good lap. Where it is. it's a fucking good lap, yeah. It's Mikey Brown. Oh, not too bad. That's good. That's good. Wow. Here we go, then. Time to reveal the lap to Mikey Brown. How do you think you did? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Considering no racing line and you use the gears, yeah, and yeah. we've got dodgy... Medium Sim, really.
0: TC, yeah, bolts missing out the pedal yeah, box. Yeah, that's
1: a bit of a problem. That but, wouldn't you know. pass, would it? You're <laughs> um, Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. I can reveal you have beaten me. Well, that's a start. Yeah. Um, you've also beaten Fab. <laughs> you have beaten Fab without a racing line. Sorry, Fab. And Mikey, you are just behind. Felipe Dragovic with a 107, just behind, only just a two. second and a half. Only a off. second and a half. Behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. That is good. I that's think. Good. That's good yeah,
0: my aim was to get in the sevens, so I'm in the sevens. That's but
1: that's good because that gives our other guests something to beat now. Yeah, 100. We've got. It's good to have drivers and different people on because oh, yeah. it yeah. make the leaderboard. I way mean, to more be honest, if I could
0: beat a current Formula One driver, then I'll be laughing. But it's never going to happen so
1: no I'm chuffed well, Oscar did use a racing line so did Felipe so did Ollie. well to beat Fabs and Jake you know that'll do <laughs> so, sorry lads <laughs> well there we have it the second guest of the season very much hope you've enjoyed it please rate the podcast five stars hit the follow button like it do all that stuff Mikey thank you so much for joining us no
0: thank you guys thanks for having me on thanks for saying a lap as well Mate, yeah, decent accident. lap yeah, yeah, decent fingers. lap actually I'm yeah, excited th- by that. Thanks for having me on. It's been it's been decent, especially driving the sim with no pedals, no bolts. And pedals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I reckon you had me over there, but no, it's been it's been really good. Thanks for having me on. It's been it's been a good good laugh. Mate, we're just looking forward to seeing how you get on with the rest of the season yeah. now. You know, we, we haven't got too many people that we're following like who aren't drivers. But like now, because we know you, yeah. this is going to be interesting to yeah. see you at races and watch you on TV again. It's going to be good. Yeah. Cool. No, it be mega. Let's roll on Saudi boys, and
1: see what, can, see what we can do. Let's have yeah. it. Aston yeah. Martin, have World have Drivers it. Champions. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be mega. It'd be mega Best yeah. of luck for the season, mate. It's been great having you on. And yeah, we'll see you around and see you on TV. Nice one. Just ones. make sure when you're doing that there's no cars coming (laughs) alright cheers cheers, boys
0: thanks guys (laughs) nice one lad cheers
1: done done